This is Steve Adams from the Mighty Blue on the Appalachian Trail podcast. This week on episode 297 of the Computer Tutor podcast, we all like a deal, right? If you're looking for an amazing deal on something from one of the online classified ad sites like Craigslist, you need to have a system in place. Today, we'll learn about Scott's system for finding the best deals before anyone else can get them. Another episode of The Computer Tutor, tips, tricks, and advice from a computer pro without all the tech talk. And now, here is your computer tutor, Scott Johnson. Hey there, welcome back to The Computer Tutor Podcast. I am your personal computer tutor, Scott Johnson, and on this podcast, I like to show you how to do cool things on your computer. And thanks, Steve, for the intro to the show. Steve has some pretty cool shows about hiking the Appalachian Trail, and he'll talk more about that after today's tip. And if you hear the noise, that's because the rain has decided to just now start when I'm recording my show. That's okay. We need the rain anyway. And if your computer's running slowly, I have just the solution. For a lot of my clients, upgrading that old spinning disk drive to a new solid-state drive has just been mind-blowing. You would not believe how fast your computer is able to run after you do this upgrade. And I'm doing this for a lot of my clients now. So if you want to find out more about how it works and what it costs, just give me a call, 727-254-9078, or email me at pctutor at gmail.com. And today's tip can be seen at my website. That's at computertutorflorida.com forward slash 297. So let's get started. One of my big joys in life is when I can find a really good deal. I don't know, there's just something about getting something that has high value and paying a nice, really low price for it. And when I talk about getting a good deal, I don't mean shopping at Kohl's and seeing a shirt that has a retail tag of $49 and it's marked down to $9. Honestly, I think um, a lot of those deals are mostly fake anyway. I mean, I have never walked into a Kohl's and paid full price for anything. Everything they have is just always on sale. It's kind of a weird pricing structure there, I think. And I'm also not talking about getting a good price on eBay or Amazon. Usually in those places, I would expect to pay what I would call a fair price. But buying something from those places is a different situation, really. You know, they usually have a ton of inventory, so they might mark something down a little bit, and a bunch of people get a decent price. And really, I don't get all that excited about that kind of purchase. What I'm talking about is when an individual has something for sale, and there's only one item, and the price they're asking is way below what I would normally expect to pay for that item. I don't remember if I've ever talked about what I think is the best deal I've ever gotten, I don't know if I've mentioned it here on the podcast or not. But anyway, like I sometimes say, if you've heard this story before, don't stop me because I want to hear it again. This was back when I lived up in Maine, and I was selling quite a few things on eBay. And most weekends, I'd be out at yard sales or auctions, uh, just looking to pick up bargains and, and resell them. And the antique auctions in Maine are actually antique auctions. Came down here to Florida and went to an auction, and it's like a bunch of garage sale junk being auctioned off. But I digress. I was at a yard sale in Maine one Saturday, and I came across a little box of military items. Now, the owner had brought these things back from the war, meaning World War II, and he had it priced at $20 for the box, and I negotiated him down to $10, and I bought the the whole lot. 
And really, it's not that unusual to find a little collection of military medals or badges. What made this group of things special is that they were all Nazi items. SS armbands, a bunch of medals with swastikas, a Hitler youth knife, pretty interesting stuff. Now, obviously, what these things stood for is deplorable, but I knew they were also highly collectible. So I brought home my little $10 stash, and I took pictures of each item, and I listed each of them individually on eBay. So this meant I had probably about a dozen different listings on eBay, with each one being a separate item. Within an hour of the listings going live, I got an actual phone call from someone in England. He was a collector of this type of memorabilia, and he said he would offer me $700 for just the set of armbands. So I took that deal. Who knows, maybe I could have gotten a lot more, but I was pretty happy with that kind of profit margin. And by the time the rest of the items sold on eBay, the total was around $1,200. So not bad for a $10 yard sale item. Now, since then, eBay has banned the sale of any Nazi items because they fall into the category of hate material, which is obviously true. But I was happy to make that deal anyway. And the only reason I got that deal was because I happened to get there before someone else did to make that purchase. That's really one of the biggest factors, if not the biggest factor, when you're getting these awesome deals. Now, with yard sales, you really can't do much to improve your odds. It's just a matter of being lucky and being in the right place at the right time. But what I'm talking about today are the online classified ad sites where an individual can list something they want to sell, and whoever finds it and gets to it first is the one that gets the deal. Now, I do this kind of thing all the time just for specific items that I'm looking for, and I've worked out a system to do this. And that system greatly improves my chances at success. So here's my system. Now, I use four different online classified ad sites for this process. These are Facebook Marketplace, OfferUp, LetGo, and Craigslist. And the web browser I use is Chrome, although you could do a variation of this with Firefox, but it really works great in Chrome. And if you want to see in writing how I do this, you can see all the steps as well as screenshots on my website at computertutorflorida.com slash 297, since this is episode 297. Now, for this example, I'm going to use one of the real-life searches that I do just about every day. I'm always on the lookout for adult bikes. And here's a quick backstory on why I'm always looking for bargains on bikes. For quite some time, my wife and I have been involved with um, helping homeless people. Currently, we work with a group called Blanket Tampa Bay, and every Monday night, we see about 100 to 150 homeless people, and we help them get clothes, toiletries, and personal necessities, and they also get a full hot meal. And this is every Monday night, regardless of the weather or if it's a holiday or anything, every Monday. Now, for me, a few months ago, I had the idea that for a lot of these people, having a bike would make a huge difference in their lives. I mean, most of them walk everywhere or they try to scrounge a bus pass from someone. So I've started collecting bikes from anyone who's willing to donate one. And this is just in the last couple of months. And so far, we've given out over 20 bikes. I have a bike rack for my car and it holds three bikes at a time. So I need to find three bikes every week. Now, in some cases, I just post on Facebook asking for bikes, and there are people that respond and give me a bike. But I can't just keep doing that because you run out of people. So I've found that if I search the online classified ad sites, and I can find someone selling a decent adult bike for $30 or less, in some cases, when I explain what I'm doing, 
some of these people are willing to just donate the bike since it's going to a good cause. And that's why I set up this system. So when I explain how this system works, I'll use my search for bikes as the real-life example to show you how it all works together. But of course, no matter what you're looking to buy, it's going to work the same way. So here I am constantly looking for bikes that are in decent condition, that are not too far away from me for $30 or less. Now you got to realize a bike like that at that price is probably already a good deal. So there's a pretty good chance that if I don't contact the seller first, that bike's probably going to be sold pretty quickly. Now, like I said, I use all four of those classified ad sites I mentioned earlier. But before we start the actual bike search, we need to set this up in Chrome. You need to go to the settings in Chrome and make sure your bookmarks bar is being displayed. And then in the bookmarks bar, do a right click and create a new folder. Now, for me, I call this folder bikes less than 30. So just the word bikes and then the less than sign and the number 30. Now we have to set up the search. So we'll start with the first site, Facebook Marketplace. So you go to Facebook and you click on Marketplace. And then you can either type the word bike as a search or you can just click on the bicycles category. And now we have to filter it since I really don't want to see all the $500 bikes or the bikes that are for sale like 50 miles away. So over on the left side, I put in my maximum price of $30, and I put in my location of Safety Harbor, Florida, and set the distance to be 20 miles. Now I have it narrowed down pretty much as close as possible to what I'm looking for. At this point, I want to put that search in my folder. You know, that folder we created earlier that's on the bookmarks bar. So I just look up at the left end of the address bar where it says secure, and there's a little image of a padlock, and I just click and drag that to the folder on my bookmarks bar. So now, whenever I want to do that same search and see what's available, I can just open that folder and click on the Facebook Marketplace link that's right there. Now we go to OfferUp and do the same thing. You go to OfferUp.com, do a search on the word bike, and then add the filters for pricing and distance, and you drag that search to your folder also. The third one we do is LetGo, which is at LetGo.com. This site is definitely the least favorite of all the classified ad sites for me, mainly because when you're looking for something on there, you can't see the price of anything unless you actually click on the ad. And you can't filter for price, so it's going to show you bikes for all the prices, but you can filter for location. And I have gotten some bargains on LetGo, including some freely donated bikes, so I still include it. Once you have it all set up, just like the others, you drag it to the folder on the bookmarks bar. And finally, we have Craigslist. As you probably know, Craigslist is the granddaddy of the online classified ad services. I don't know if it was actually the first one or not, but it's definitely a big one with a lot of users. So we certainly want to include it in our system, even though the user interface, just the way it looks, is really outdated. But even with that, Craigslist has a couple of great features that the other ones don't have. So you go to craigslist.org. And you click on the section that's for your geographical area. For me, it's the Tampa Bay area. Then you click on the bicycles category. And you look on the left side of the page and you filter out for price and how far you want to travel from your zip code. And now we get to use one of the best features of Craigslist, negative search filtering. Here's what I mean by that. When you have no words in the search field, then all the search results are going to be ads that are for bikes that are less than $30 and within 20 miles away. Problem with that is, in this case, is that a lot of the cheaper bikes are little kid bikes. I only want adult bikes, but in the listings, I'm seeing titles like girl's bike 
or child's bike, you know, that kind of thing. Well, here's what you can do. Up in the search field, type a minus sign followed by the word girls, and there's no space in between. So minus girls. Now, any bike ads that have the word girls are eliminated from your search results. Then you do the same thing for the word boys. Bye-bye boys bikes. So we're really filtering out the ads we don't want to see. And for my search, I have a list of about 15 of these negative search words I use, so it just leaves the ads that actually are what I want. So you drag that to your bikes folder as well, just like you did these other three sites. But now there's still one more feature with Craigslist that can give you a big edge. Look out at the right end of the search field, and you'll see a link that says Save Search. And when you click on that, Craigslist saves that search for you. Now, that in itself is not a big deal because you just saved it for yourself anyway. But part of that is the fact that you can have Craigslist send you an email alert whenever a new listing is created that matches that search. This is an awesome feature that you know not many people know about and use, and I've definitely gotten deals this way. When you get an email about a new bike for sale and that ad was just posted five minutes earlier, well, guess who's going to be the first one to contact the seller? I know there have been times when I've gone and picked up the item before most Craigslist users have even seen the ad. In fact, most would probably never see the ad because the seller deleted the ad within an hour of posting it since I got there and snagged it already. All right. At this point, you have your folder all set up with your four searches in place. Now check this out. This is what I do several times throughout the day. Do a right click on the folder and choose Open All Four in New Window. Now you have all four searches open, one in each tab in a separate window. So you can just take a quick glance at each one, see if there's anything new there. And if not, just close the window and go back to whatever you were doing in your original Chrome window. So you can do this highly focused search on all four classified ad sites as often as you want. You think that's going to give you an edge over all those other people searching for the same thing? You bet it does. And you know what? If you use this process to find a great deal, I would love to hear about it. And now here's Steve Adams again to tell us about his podcast. Thanks, Scott. Yep, I'm Steve Adams, and I'm the host of a few hiking shows, all of which you can find at my very own network, hikingradionetwork.com. As you can probably tell, I'm a Brit, and if you could see me now, you'd think that I was a very unlikely hiker. Yet, nearly five years ago, at the age of 61, I sold my business and announced to my friends and family that I was going to hike the entire 2,185.3 mile length of the Appalachian Trail for the very first hike of my life. Crazy, eh? Yet even crazier is the fact that I completed this long walk in just over six months. I saw bears, snakes, moose, and was even bitten by a dog. I fell multiple times and had the experience of my lifetime. Coming back home, I wrote a few books and started my podcast, Mighty Blue on the Appalachian Trail, The Ultimate Midlife Crisis, in September 2016. The way I saw it, if I got 100 downloads by the end of 2016, I'd been kind of disappointed. But if I got 1,000, well, wouldn't that be something? Now, less than two years into it, that Mighty Blue show has been downloaded nearly 300,000 times, and I've added three more shows to the mix. There are some amazing stories that we tell, like the blind hiker who lost his sight at the age of 35 and has since hiked more than 20,000 miles of trail, much of it without a dog or anybody to guide him. When I asked him if he felt embittered or empowered by his blindness, he said quietly, if somebody offered me my sight back, I wouldn't accept it. Now that is powerful. 
I interview extraordinary men and women, and after about 50 shows, I understood the meaning of the podcast. It was there to make ordinary people understand that, with some grit and determination, they can do extraordinary things. My listeners tell me that I and my guests are changing their lives. That's what a podcast can do for you and for other people. Thanks, Steve. And a quick reminder about how you can support this podcast. Whenever you need something from Amazon, just go to computertutorflorida.com forward slash shop and buy whatever you need. That's my Amazon affiliate link. And you pay the same price, but when you go through that link, Amazon kicks me back a little referral fee, which helps cover the expenses of doing this podcast. So thank you for that. And I love to hear from you. If you have suggestions, questions, whatever, you can email me at pctutor at gmail.com or call up my podcast voicemail line, 727-386-9468. And you can leave a recorded message anytime, day or night. And that'll do it for this episode, but I'll be back here before you know it with another computer tip. Well, that wraps up this episode of the Computer Tutor Podcast. I hope you enjoyed it. If you'd like to contact me with a question, a comment, or a suggestion for a future topic, you're welcome to do so at my website, computertutorflorida.com. And while you're there, sign up for my free Monday morning email newsletter. If you have a computer problem, give me a call at 727-254-9078. In many cases, I can take care of a problem remotely, so it doesn't matter if you're here in Florida, up in Maine, or way out in California. I'd love to help. Thanks again for listening, and have a great week. God bless. If you saw my magazine collection, you'd know I have a lot of issues.